welcome to Transition Podcast. My name is Noma. Let's chat, people. Hi. 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 Welcome to the month of June. How has June been for you? Um, and how was May? <laughs> if I want to be honest, May was, as we say in Nigeria, May was one kind. <laughs> for me, May was one kind. Um, you know, at a point, May was like holding my shirt as if I was owing it money. But God is bigger. <laughs> God is bigger than all the circumstances. Um, yeah, so yeah, May, May, May started off good and then somehow, somehow it became that month that you don't want, if they dash you, me to come in another lifetime, you will say, this May? No, I don't want you. I'd rather be in June. Um, and June has been good, you know. I'm walking on water. I'm walking on water, people. Um, so, praise the Lord. <laughs> yes, I hope I hope May was treated you better than you did me. Um, but even if you had the kind of May that was also, like, dragging you <laughs> at a point, you know, hanging there, it does get better. And, yeah. It does get better, so uh, hanging in there and come and join me. Come and join me in June. Let's let's walk on water together. Let's walk on water together. Okay, so this is episode three of season seven. Um, did you listen to episode two with Peter? Um, so I li- I've listened back to it a couple of times, and yeah, the audio on his side, on Peter's side, wasn't really like perfect, so. Yeah, that that was something I, I should apologize to you for, that I, I put you through that stress of listening to audio that was not perfect, that was not crisp and clear. Um, so, yeah, but seriously, though, yeah, I apologize for that. Um, in any way, that was uncomfortable for you <laughs> or took the enjoyment of that episode from you. But I hope that in listening to it, that you basically got the gist of, you know, the gist of what we were trying to say in that conversation, which was that, you know, we need to keep holding on to our dreams, um, no matter how difficult the journey is. Um, let's hold on to our dreams. And I think for me, the one of the biggest things that came out of that episode for me was that your dreams are still valid. Like, don't you know, it was the fact that don't write it off. You know, I'm too old now for X or I'm too whatever. Most of the time it's always too old, right? I'm too old to start over. I'm too old to to get married. I'm too old to start a business. I'm too old to start my life all over again. Like I'm too, I'm too, I'm too. You know, for me, one of the biggest things was that your dreams are, my dreams are still valid regardless of you know, the dreams I had when I was when I was five years old. You know, my mom, occasionally, not all the time, she tells the story of something I said to her when I was five about, you know, my life. And occasionally she reminds me, and she, I remember the last time, which was a while back, that she reminded me of that. And she was saying to me that when I, that I was like five years old, I can't remember, so don't even ask me. But she has told me, right? But I can't even remember when that happened. Um... But she 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 said to me that when I said those things to her, that she was like, "How does a five year old know about this type of things and say about say this kind of things?" Because she was like, "I didn't even, you know, where she where did she hear this type of conversation that she's already talking about stuff like this?" So those dreams, you know, so even if 
you know, you're like, man, you said some things at five, you know, or you said some things even in your teens, or you said some things, you know, when at whatever stage, and now it looks like you've made so many mistakes or you're, you feel like you've gotten too old, you've lost too many opportunities, your dreams are still valid. God is in the business of miracles. God is in the business of restoration. God is in the business of making people go, wow, you know, and the amazing thing about God is that he chooses people like us, you and I, to, to, to stun people, you know, the unlikely suspects as it were. And he's like, yep, I'm going to show my glory through that person. And so your dreams are still valid. And I just want to, to remind you, just as I'm reminding myself again, like your dreams are still valid. Keep going. And something again that I have been hearing quite a lot in the last two, three days, I've listened to a, quite a number of things, you know, so whether it's sermons, whether it's just, you know, talks on, you know, like on YouTube and things like that. And one thing I've heard, and it's from different people, right? But the thing that I keep hearing is vision and vision and vision. And it's one of, you know, one of the major things was like, when the going gets tough, what keeps you going is your vision. And off and on, I have been saying to myself, you know, like, by the grace of God, you know, as, as we say, should the Lord tarry, you know, that's church, church talk. Um, and we get to the end of this year because I, I really want to. So last year, sorry, I know I'm going on and on, bear with me. But last year, so I did a, the year that was 2022 and that was the first, you know, time. I think, okay, no, it wasn't the first time. I think previously I always, you know, look at the year back where I share what was on my vision board. But last year I didn't share what was on my vision board. I just talked about the year and I kind of, I liked that I did that and I gave it like a word and things like that. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, by the grace of God, I'm looking forward to doing that again at the ending of this year. Um, so yeah, I've just been hearing that thing about vision and the fact that you will only, you keep going no matter, you know, you will get back up again, you know, the disappointments, the hard hits, whatever it is, you will keep going because of the vision and you you need, and it was just that reminder from all these different like sources, like I said, I was listening to in the last two, three days. It's like, you need a vision for your life. You need a vision for your family. You need a vision for your finances. You need a vision for your relationship. You know, you need a vision for your friendships. You need a vision because having that before you, you're going to keep running no matter what, like, you know, and, um, so yeah, so I just want to also share that with you, you know, you need a vision, my sister, you need a vision, my brother, um, and let my prayers that June will be the month where in any way you may have lost your vision, in any way you may have lost sight of those things that you once had before you, that God in his infinite mercy just brings it back, brings it all back in focus somehow, you know, and and you're able to just keep going. You're able to just keep going. Um, Another interesting thing, so let, I'm just filling you guys in. So another interesting thing I came across was um the fact that Again, in listening to different things like, you know, YouTube and everything, like I like listening to other podcasts and interviews and sermons, you know. And so in listening to some things, again, another I've come across a number of people who talked about 2022 and who have said how 2022 was a difficult year for them. And I'm like, wow, you know, and these are people obviously that don't know themselves or don't know each other, but it's just interesting to me 
how we can all be in different spaces and different places and we're having the same kind of experience. So again, it's just that reminder of, you know, being kind to people because you don't know what people are going through, right? You don't know. Um, and these people who talked about 2022 being such a difficult year for them, they are very handsome guys and very beautiful women, you know, and they are successful in their own right. And you're like, really? So you never really know what people are going through. We all dress up, you know, we all know how to play dress up and we know all know how to, to smile. <laughs> we all know how to smile. So again, it was just that reminder of a lot of us are going through the same things. Let's be kind to each other and let's pray for each other, you know. Let's pray for each other. Even our enemies, even our enemies, the people that we know don't like us, the people that have offended us, let us pray for them. <laughs> and this takes it to, to what today's episode is about. Today's episode is about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is about forgiveness. And I titled it, Who is Forgiveness Really For Anyway? And if you're like me, Anything that has to do with forgiveness, your ear, like we say in Nigeria sometimes, you know, the ear will be scratching you. It's like you just want to get up and leave that space. <laughs> you just want to go. Like, what, what what, are you talking about? Yeah. Forgiveness can be a very, like, I don't, I don't think I want to have this kind of conversation. But we need to have this kind of conversation because we need to forgive, right? And the funny thing was that, in fact, when I had gotten the inspiration to do this episode, after a while, I was like, I don't think I want to do it. I don't think I want to talk about forgiveness. Like it was, it was, you know, doing me somehow on the inside of me. I was like, mm, I don't think I want to, to, to deal with forgiveness. Maybe because there are some people that <laughs> I don't want to forgive. And I know that in talking about this, it's like, no more, you're going to have to start releasing these people, you know. But the weirdest thing or the beautiful thing was that I went to church today and guess what the sermon today in church was about? Yes, you got it. Forgiveness. And I was like, hmm, I think I know what is happening here. <laughs> you can't escape this, Noma. You're going to have to talk about it. Um, and yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, who is forgiveness really for? And um, I hope you're ready to do this. Don't go anywhere. You are locked into this space. <laughs> you and I are having this conversation. And my prayer and my hope is that it's going to be very honest. And at the same time, it's going to be very helpful. So let's chat, people. So forgiveness. Hmm. As a Christian, forgiveness is something that is a key element of what of our identity as Christians. And I believe that a number of other religions as well, you know, put forgiveness as something that is very important. Um, but I, was, I, I don't know much about other religions and what they teach with forgiveness. I, you know, I've been a Christian all my life, so it's just Christianity that I know of. And as a Christian, what the, the thing is that God has forgiven us um, through the death of Jesus Christ. We are forgiven. Our sins are washed away. Past sins, future sins, our present sins is all forgiven through the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross. And every time we stand before God, 
we are standing in the righteousness of Jesus, in the good works of Jesus, because we don't have any good works in ourselves. And also, you know, we are then charged to forgive others as God has forgiven us. But the truth is that forgiveness can be very difficult. Forgiveness can be a struggle, <laughs> you know, and I and I say that as somebody who has had moments and spaces, and if I want to be honest, probably even still just holding on to the offense. Um, and again, I think maybe that's why I do want to do this because I, you know, I definitely know that you know, in doing this, I have, you know, it's like, no matter, you have to release everybody, everybody that you're, you're holding, you know, they did this to me and they did that to me, you have to release it. And to be honest, it's not something where I feel like I feel good remembering, you know, and I remember today at church, one of the things that it was like two sermons in one. And at a point I was like, the first lady who, you know, talked about forgiveness, I was like, why is she going on and on about, you know, I was already in my feelings. I was like, why is she going on and on about forgiveness? And then by the time the, the second lady, because I, you know, she wasn't the person who was teaching the sermon. She was just like coordinating the service for that day. But by the time it got to the lady who was actually teaching the service, um, who was actually to preach for the service, um, and she was talking about forgiveness and both of them brought very interesting elements. But the interesting thing was that by the time it was the, the main preacher for that Sunday, church started getting a bit rowdy because the children were in church with the adults. So children started getting really restless. I was started getting really distracted myself with children making noise and the ones that were crying and the ones that were throwing their toys. And I was like, ah, so you see, it was good that there was a lady in the beginning who talked when everything was still calm. So I was able to receive some things because now I'm barely paying attention because of all the distractions, you know. So anyway, that's it, by the way. So the lady that actually preached the sermon today, she said something and she talked about how we need to pray to God to help us to remember to forget. And she was saying how sometimes we, when it comes to forgiveness, we we'd say that thing. And I think we all said it at some point, maybe as children or even as adults, I've forgiven you, but I've not forgotten. And she was like, we need to remember to forget. And I liked that because I think one of the difficult things about forgiveness is that you don't forget, you know? Um, so what really inspired this was it was a lot of things. Um, the first thing that inspired this was a movie I watched. Um, so one was a movie, one was a series, um, one was a Nigerian movie called Sister. I'm sure if you're Nigerian or if you live in Nigeria, I'm sure you've heard of it or you've watched it. And then another one was uh, an American series called, I think it's The Maid or Just Maid. I can't remember. Um, and both of them had things to do with forgiveness. And I remember towards the ending of the movie Sister, and I don't want to ruin it for you just in case you haven't watched it. Um although I might, so I apologize because I don't know if I'll be able to navigate this without ruining it for you. But towards the end of the movie system, the lady had to make a decision to forgive. And, and when she did eventually forgive, it was very obvious for me who that forgiveness was for because of the people she kept looking at. Um, and it was very obvious for me who that forgiveness was for. 
And then after that scene, it, was also, it also became very obvious that that forgiveness was not even just for the people she was looking at, but even for herself, because there was a big difference. And that's the thing about when we don't forgive, unforgiveness, holding on to offenses and holding on to, to pain and holding on to the things people have done to us is really, really like locking yourself up in a prison and then you're holding the key and you're you're start you're shouting at everybody that is passing like, do you know who put me in this prison it is you know you call somebody's name you know it is Anne. Anne did this to me as she put me here and but you're the one who put yourself in that prison that's, that's really the truth and i can say that because i have that i've, I've lived that experience so i'll say this because again to the glory of god and by the grace of god many years later i've able i've been able to sit down with this person and have a conversation with her. And I don't believe that, I don't think that she will mind that I'm using this. So I've shared how, you know, uh, you know, being in secondary school, I went to boarding school and I had this friend and I think I've, I've referred to her as Jane. And I had this friend and there was, there were ways that I felt that, oh, Jane had treated me. Like now in, in secondary school, we were like, 11 12 you know we were at that you know very young age um I think I came out of secondary school when I was 16 so yeah so and um I met Jane and I became really good friends in I think became really good friends like SS SS1 so like form four I don't know what that is called in UK or either US or any other place in the world but yeah so SS1 that seniors you know in Nigeria's SS1 or from four. And um and I remember that I've shared how I just felt how you know unfair she treated me as her friend. And I, you know, I kept giving my best and pouring, you know, into the friendship as it were, and you know, everything, everything. And I just kept it seemed I just kept getting knocked down. Um and what that did to me, and I carried that pain. You know, honestly, I like, I like, and again, I've, with Jane and I, we have had the conversation many years later, many, many years later. Um, actually, we had the conversation for the first time last year. Um, and I carried that pain with me of how I was treated to the point where it made me very, um, it made me very closed off in social settings very closed off in social settings in the sense that I would be friendly with everybody but I would not let anybody like really get to know me or really come close and if I did that I did that expecting the person to like mess up because that was I was just like you know this is what people do type of thing so and then each time I had that experience where I was like, oh, I'm like, yeah, this person, yes, I, I I like this girl as my friend, but, you know, I know something is going to happen. She's going to act out. And so when those situations showed up and the person then acted out, it made me then close myself even more. So what happened was that when it came to friendships, I was very standoffish. I wasn't that whole experience. I was holding on to it. I really was holding on to it against Jane. I really was holding on to it. Um, because I was of the pain it caused me and it just made me socially I just became this person who 
and like I've shared it on the podcast, you know, like even in work settings, like we'll be in work, I'll laugh with you, I'll kick it with you. But you see, once we have closed from office, <laughs> don't talk to me, don't call me, don't access me. I'm unreachable till I see you tomorrow. That was it. I would, you know, I just, I built this wall and it was like, nobody is going to, is going to come through. And the, and the thing again about that was that there were moments where I was very lonely. There were moments where I would be going through something and I was like, oh, it would be so nice if I had, you know, a friend to talk to and it would be so nice. And again, there were people who wanted to be my friends. You know, there were people that, and I remember where I did my NYSC and that in Nigeria, you know, it's a mandatory one year thing. And where I did it, it was with, um, I did it with the company and Okwe actually who was on has been on this um podcast before her episode is one of the most distant two episodes um what's it was about friendships right yeah it's one of the most listened to episodes on transition and if you haven't listened to it listen to it it's um oh my gosh I can't remember the title now but anyway it's about friendships just scroll through you see anything friendship always on it and Ope was working there and you know she was just one of the people who just you know, genuinely, I genuinely liked, and I was genuinely drawn to, and vice versa, you know, but, you know, in those kind of situations as well, I was also that person who would just be, you know, at the end of all our laughing, and, you know, eating lunch together, and going to places together during the, you know, work hours thing, once I go home, that's it, I was, I would just hide until the next day, and, Last year, when Jane and I had that conversation, so many things came to light. So many, so many things came to light. And eventually, I realized that the person who was who had suffered the most, who had suffered the most in that whole in that whole time, and this is almost like 10 years, a decade or plus later, was me. Because because of that experience and because of the unforgiveness I had towards her in that experience, I imprisoned myself, you know, in a way socially. Um, and also in having that conversation with Jane, one of the things that was also obvious to me was even where she was at. There were things she was sharing with me that I never knew at that time. So, so many things that she was sharing with me about where she was just mentally and emotionally at that time. And again, you know, we were all, for the most part, we were all children, right? Um, And it just made a lot of things clearer to me. It was a very beautiful conversation. Surprisingly, there were no tears. Because for someone like normal, all those kind of heart-to-heart conversations, (laughs) I would have been like, yeah, for sure you're going to start crying at some point. But there were no tears, but it was very heartfelt. And we were on the phone for like, maybe like two hours, just hashing it out so it was one of the things that when I look back and what I look at this topic of forgiveness I know that forgiveness who is it really for it's really for you it's really for me it's not yes it's about that person but the thing about the thing the thing about forgiveness is that sometimes and we have to be honest some people are not going to believe they did anything wrong some people are not even going to come to you to apologize and I'll get to that you know, but when you have, you know, even when you have situations where the person has come and, and, and says, oh, let's talk about this, because that was kind of like what Jane did. Um, she sent me a message and she was like, she would like to talk to me. Um, that was last year. And she's like, can we arrange a time to talk and everything? 
And even she herself, she was like, oh my gosh, you know, because she had been trying to get in touch with me since after secondary school. And I was just, you know, just posting her, like they say in Nigeria, you know. And then she was like, I finally, I didn't even get that this is what was happening with you. Like, this was how you felt, you know, if I had known, you know, I probably would have approached the whole trying to get back in touch with you in a whole different way. But yes, that is what unforgiveness can do. And that is a real story. That is my real story. It it made me socially push a lot of people away. And I and I have, and it's an honest thing I'm saying. It made, and I even shared it in one of the episodes, I think Perfect Image, right? It just made me push a lot of people away who, who really wanted to come close and really wanted to know me. And I could discern that these were people with good hearts and good intentions but because I hadn't resolved that issue I hadn't released myself from that experience of you know not being treated right in a friendship I was not allowing myself to experience healthy positive affirming friendships I wasn't allowing myself to experience it so um forgiveness is really for you forgiveness is really for you forgiveness is really for you to release yourself and the thing about forgiveness so there's something that people often say when they're talking about forgiveness one of the things they say is and oh before i move on i mean you know and since i had that conversation with jane everything is things are different i am more i'm more intentional you know i'm more intentional jane and i we talk regularly um her name is not jane but you know jane is a code name we talk regularly we, you know, and I'm even more intent. I'm more open in, in my, in the friendships that I have. I'm more open in nurturing relationships. I'm more open in, it's a process, you know, because again, this, this thing is not going to happen overnight, right? Because I spent like a decade practicing how to push people, (laughs) push people away. So it's not, it's not like a one year, all of a sudden I'm going to be like, Hey, everybody come into my life. But I am doing the work and, you know, remembering to forget, remembering to forget that pain and remembering to forget that experience to be able to open myself up to people who want to come close to me, to people who want to have, you know, a relationship with me. And it's beautiful, you know, it's beautiful. And I thank God because... I you know I can't say whether it's from even within my family as well. Also, but I know that God has given me people. Like if I need to have a conversation with someone um, about something, I have people that I can call. You know, to be like, okay, I want to have a conversation with you about X, um, which wasn't the case in my life for to be honest for for a while <laughs> it wasn't the case you know just it was just like within my family and that was it and if you're not within my family and I, when I mean within my family I mean in, in in you know you came from my mother's womb type of thing but I'm being more intentional to be more vulnerable in certain spaces and more expressive in places outside of that so yes um so yes, I was going to talk about the fact that people say that when people are talking about forgiveness, you know, they talk about how forgiveness is that, and you've probably heard it, you don't, when you see a person, you know you're forgiving somebody. When when you see a person, you see that person and you don't feel anything, you don't feel any kind of animosity or you hear the person's name or you hear the person's voice and it doesn't stir up anything. 
And I used to believe that. I used to also use that or used to use that as a gauge to know whether I've forgiven somebody or I've not forgiven the person. But honestly, um, forgiveness is a choice. You know, I don't, forgiveness is not a feeling. Um, eventually, I think that you you would come to a space where you will hear the person's name and it doesn't, you know, scratch your ears. <laughs> you know, you will see the person and your heart doesn't just sink. You know, I've had that experience where I see, I just see the person is like all of a sudden, I don't know if you've ever had this sensation of like your heart just instantly just starts beating, like just, you know, I don't even have to explain. I don't know if, if you've experienced it, you know what I'm talking about. Like it's just as pulsating in, in, in one way, like you can't even explain, like you, you just can't. Yeah. You know, so I used to use those things to know, okay, if I don't feel anything, that means I'm forgiven. If I don't feel uncomfortable seeing the person, that means I'm forgiven. But the truth is that, if it hurts, you know, let's be honest, if it hurts and if it was even recent, right? Um, and recent can recent means anything for different things for different people. So recent can be if it was one month ago, recent can be if it was last year it happened. Recent can be if it was two years ago, <laughs> you know, it means different things for different people. You might still have those things. And for me, what I would say is that I don't think that those are even fair things to use. And I could be wrong, but this is my own opinion. And if you don't agree, you know, hit me up, transitionpodcast2020 at gmail.com. I'm always open to learning. I'm always open to being corrected because we're all here trying to be better. You know, we're all here trying to be better. So, but I don't think that those are fair things to use. And I don't even want to be using those things anymore. When it comes to forgiveness, forgiveness is a choice. When I eventually had that conversation with Jane and we talked, um, because it, you know, it, it, I made the choice, like, let this thing go, you know, like this thing happened almost like a decade plus ago, let it go. You know, now you've had this conversation, you have a better understanding of her own side of the, and that's the thing. Most times people who offend, and that was people who offend us. And that was something that came out in the second movie about the American one, which was The Maid. Is not because a lot of the times or sometimes is not that they intentionally want to do it. It's not like there are some people who just intentionally want to be mean. And we've all had experience with those kind of people. They just intentionally want to, you know, they are going for the, the juggler, as they say. But there are people who it is un, it's unintentional that they've caused you this hurt. And it's because of their own capacity or their own limited you know ability so one of the things that came through just stick with me <laughs> one of the things that came through with that movie with that series the maid was that the, the main character her, her mother her mother her father people in her life especially her parents they just could not show up for her the way she needed them to show up for her they just could not pour into her the way she needed them to pour into her because even the person she was in a relationship with he had like a serious addiction problem anger issues problem he had such a rough childhood and so all those things just contributed to who he was so everything she ex they just kept hurting her because they just they did not have it in themselves to give her anything different 
than the pain that they themselves had inside of them, the fears they they themselves had inside of them. The mother, the mother was somebody that all of, all their stories really touched me. But the mother in particular, um, it really touched me because she was someone who she had never been she like loved the only person who she she believed had ever loved her was her mother who is the main character's grandmother who was late and so she went through life just looking for love outside you know so she was going from one man to another man to another man all she just wanted was for somebody to love her and so because she didn't have love in herself she couldn't love her daughter because she didn't have it even in herself. She was looking for it in people. She was looking for it in men. And a lot of times, in fact, all through the men that she was picking were abusive men, controlling men, you know. And that, it really broke my heart because you can see that kind of woman and be like, oh, all these women that don't know how to stay by themselves and are just hopping from bed to bed. But it's a wound, you know. It's a, it's, it's a wound. And, you know, the beautiful thing for me about getting older is just how on black and white this world is because when, when I was lots lots younger it's like it's either this or it's this it's either that or it's that but the older you get the older I have gotten and I don't know if that has happened to you you just realize that there are so many great things like you can't just judge and just be like this is this is you know you're you are wrong for this you are right for that there are so many gray areas and so looking at that the mother in that series and just how she was just going from one relationship to another, being very unstable and even very unreliable to her daughter. My heart really went out to her because I was like, this woman cannot give this girl what she wants because she doesn't have it in herself to give. And so in those moments, you have to make the choice to forgive because a lot of times those people don't even know that that's what is wrong. They don't even know that it's their incapacity that is making them hurt you. You know, they feel like they're giving their best to you, but they're not, they don't, they don't have it to give to you. And it was the, the main character in that series. It was her just making that decision to allow people to be where they are, you know, not to personalize because if she had personalized what she had experienced from, you know, the relationship she was in, you know, like, <laughs> like we'll say her baby daddy, you know, if she had personalized the wounds she had received there and the wounds she had received from her father and the wounds she had received from her mother, she wouldn't have. And towards the end, you know, she makes a very de de life defining decision for herself and her child that it's just it just brought me to tears but she wouldn't have been able to get there if she just kept personalizing oh what they did to me and what they did to me she would have ended up like me like like the way I was because of what I felt oh this person did to me and then you know I shut down myself like socially she would have shut down herself in every way and at the end of the day it's she's the one that is losing you know, she's the one that is losing. And that's the thing. When we are in unforgiveness, when we are holding on to offenses, we are the ones that are losing. We are the ones that are, we are taking, we are stealing time from ourselves. We are, we are robbing, it's like you go into your house and you're just, you're robbing yourself. And then you're crying at the same time. They've taken my gold, but you're the one that took your gold. Oh, they've taken my beautiful dress. Oh, but you're the one, you know, that is what unforgiveness is. That is what holding on to offense is. You are robbing yourself of time, of joy. 
so I want to use this episode and say right here at this point, like just let it go, you know. Let's just take a moment right now and think of the person or the people who have hurt you. Some of them have hurt you because they wanted to. Some of them have hurt you because it was unintentional, rather. It was an unintentional hurt. It was their own limitation. And and in a way, it's like they don't even know that they had that, that that is what happened. But it's just what they don't have, what they can't give you, they can't give you. And so that is what has led to this hurt that you are feeling. And I want you to just say, I forgive, and you call the person's name, I forgive X. I forgive Y. I forgive B. <laughs> I forgive Noma. If it's even Noma, right? I forgive. And one thing we need to know is that in doing that, in saying I forgive A, I forgive B, I forgive Noma, you may not feel anything. You may not feel shivers down your spine. You may not feel, you know, like you're bursting into tears. You know, you may not feel magical. But that's the thing you have to know about forgiveness is that forgiveness is a choice. It's a lot like love. You know, when you love somebody, you're choosing to love them. You know, whether it's a sibling, whether it's a child, whether it's a spouse, whether it's even a friend, you know, you're choosing to love that person. It's not because the person does lovable things all day long, but there are moments where it is a choice to love them. And not even that there are moments, love is a choice, full stop. And that's what forgiveness is. And I think when when we, when you and I begin to see forgiveness as a choice, as something we need to do for ourselves, it's, a, you know, for ourselves, we need to forgive for ourselves. We become, when we understand that by working in forgiveness, especially as Christians, we are obeying God, we're doing what God wants us to do. And we are able to be more fruitful. We're able to have a better quality of life than like just the example I shared earlier, than being so, you know, shut down and locked away and hiding away somewhere. You know, you're able to have a better quality of life with forgiveness. You're able to be more productive with forgiveness. And when we understand that that is what forgiveness is, we know, we know that this is a choice we need to make. It's not about, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> it's not always going to feel good. Sometimes it's even going to feel very unfair, but it's a choice because you need to do it for yourself. So who is forgiveness really for anyway? Forgiveness is for you. And I would like to also, I can't talk about forgiveness without talking about one of the biggest people of all of the most important people we're going to have to forgive. And that is ourselves. <laughs> ourselves. I was having a conversation with someone yesterday. And in the process of having that conversation, um, the person was asking me to describe my heart. And I said, my heart is very tender towards people. And I said, my heart is very tender towards God. I always want to please him with the decisions I'm making and with the way I'm living. And the person said to me that the one thing that she didn't hear me say was that my heart is tender towards myself. 
And you know, when she said that to me, I kind of like, I just paused and she was like, you can't, you have to, this, this tenderness towards people and compassion towards people and towards God, it's all beautiful. It's all wonderful. But she was like, you have to extend it to yourself. You have to have a tenderness for yourself. And the truth is that we can't really start forgiving people until we have dealt with ourselves by forgiving ourselves. And it's like, well, what do I have to forgive myself for? Sometimes it's very complicated. Sometimes it's forgiving yourself for choosing something that everything in you told you, don't do this. This is wrong. This doesn't make sense. And, you know, like, again, like we say in Nigeria, the coconut head in you, you know, if if I want to romanticize it, I'll say the up, the optimist in you <laughs> was like, no, it's going to work out. <laughs> No, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to, I can do it. And then you entered there and, you know, you started seeing double, <laughs> you know, and so sometimes it's, oh, how could I have done this again? How could I have made the same mistake again? How could I have, you know, allowed this happen to me? Or how could I have allowed this happen to this person? Sometimes it's, it's something where we take responsibility for something that has happened to someone else. And we're thinking, how could I have done this to this person or how could I have allowed this person be in this situation and I didn't protect them and I didn't do, you know, I didn't do what I was supposed to do and now they are hurting. And so we need to forgive ourselves, you know, because, you know, the Bible says, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And I think if I say like forgiveness is a lot like love, which is all about like choice, it's forgive your neighbor as you forgive yourself. And sometimes the reason why we can't really like let people off the hook is because we haven't let ourselves off the hook in a lot of ways. We're still looking at ourselves in the mirror and by like, how dare you? How dare you? You know, we're you know, we're still like, if it was possible, you're like, look, you look at yourself in the mirror, and you're like, don't talk to me for two weeks. I want to keep my list with you. But unfortunately, we can't because we take ourselves everywhere. I remember it was Ginny Mai, and I love Ginny Mai. You know, I talk about it. She's one of the, the co-hosts on The Real. And she's, and I'd heard it before, but for some reason, when it came out of her mouth, it just hits me. And this was like two years ago in 2021, where she said like how we need to get along with ourselves because we are the people we're going to have the longest relationship with. And so we need to get get in sync with ourselves and you know love on ourselves and everything and so when I was talking to this person yesterday and she asked me that question about but I didn't hear I didn't hear anything about how your heart is towards you and it was just that thing where I know that I can be so very critical of myself so very critical of myself sometimes even not even sometimes I think most of the time it's even it's even I'm harsher on myself than I am with other people and so when we talk about forgiveness, and again, this is for me, it's like knowing that you should forgive, I should forgive myself. I need to make that choice, you know. There's something that I often remind myself of, and it was what Maya Angelou said. Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you do better. And I often have to say that to myself because when I look at things that I say, oh gosh, you, know, you shouldn't have done this or you shouldn't have, you know, walked down that path. And I'm like, but in that space, for some reason to me, that was what made sense. You know, for some reason to me, 
it made sense to to make that decision. Um, if you've watched the series, being Erica, you know, you get the analogy. It made sense to open that door and walk through. And so, so it in saying that to myself, I'm able to release myself from the how dare you and how could you have to be like, okay, I'm going to show you compassion because clearly something was going on in that space where you were, where you thought this was the best decision you could have made for yourself. And what I want to ask you, Norma, is why? What was going on in your head and in your heart that told you that this was the best thing you should have, you could have done or the best decision you could have made? Not just because of how it worked out, mostly yeah, because of how it ended up, but just like, I really want to know because it is in me knowing where your head and your heart was that will ensure that you don't do that again. Because once we can get to the root of it, there will not be a repeat of it. So again, forgiveness is for yourself. Forgive yourself for yourself so that you can just enjoy life. Just enjoy the life that God has gifted you to have. Today when I was coming back from church, as I looked out the window, um, I was I passed by uh, a cemetery and somehow somehow it was a distance though you know but somehow I was able to see some people putting balloons on a on a how they call it like on a gravestone or is it a tomb not a tomb why do I want to say tomb anyway I don't know what it's called but on the gravestone and people are putting balloons and clearly for me it was just like okay this is someone's birthday and their loved one has gone to celebrate them today and it's just you know like it's life is a gift regardless of how it looks right now life is a gift and and i say that to say like regardless of what your challenges are regardless of how difficult things look or how hurt you feel that you're still here is a gift it's because there's still something bigger there's still something you know, and it, it may sound like, oh gosh, I've always heard that all my life. Hey, you, you know, but it's true. You, you could easily be dead. Like you could easily, I know like for me, I can count so many instances in my life that if it wasn't that God kept me, I shouldn't be sitting here, you know, and that, that is just enough proof to be like, there is a reason why you are still here as well, because I'm sure if you want to think about it, you can count at least a number of instances where you should have also gone. You shouldn't, you know, be on the other end of this, listening to this. So don't let unforgiveness rob you of your life. In sister, and again, I'm sorry I might spell this for you, but in sister, at the end of the day, this woman got her life back. And I don't think it was because the person she released gave her money or gave her, you know, gave her an upgrade. Maybe that had something to do with it. But there's really something that comes from just realizing that this is for, this is for me, you know, I need to forgive for myself. And even in the other movie, The Maid, when she was able to allow people just be in their space and not personalize how they treated her and what they did to her 
she was able to move forward. And yeah, all in all, that's what I'm saying. Forgiveness enables you move forward. And again, with Jane, we have both moved forward. We have both moved forward together in reconnecting and keeping in touch every now and again. And we have both moved forward. And for me, I'll say that I have moved forward since that conversation because I had that conversation really helped me. And so if there's anybody that you feel like you need to have a conversation with, have a conversation with them if that would help you. Um, it may not go the way you want it to go. So, you know, pray on it, sleep on it before you be like, can we talk? Um, and finally, I think the last thing I would say about forgiveness is that forgiveness doesn't, choosing to forgive someone, it doesn't necessarily mean that sometimes it means that the person is back in your life and everybody goes on, you know, like nothing even happened. And that is beautiful when that happens. But sometimes forgiveness is not that the person comes back into your life or you go back into that person's life or that things are the same as they were before. Um, so don't don't think that you have to have someone back in your life just because you have forgiven them. Um, that may not that may not be necessary. That may not be healthy. <laughs> you know that may not be helpful. So yeah, I just wanted to put that um, disclaimer. That but that's what I believe. I mean, you may believe differently, and again, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that. So. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope, you know, it, it inspired something in you. I hope it encouraged you to, to forgive. Um, and again, I love you. Like I'll often say, I don't always say I always say, but I'm like, no, no, I don't think you always say I love you. So I will say this. I love you. And I really do appreciate you for listening. Thank you for your support. Um, walk on water this June. You know, June is not going to drag us. <laughs> we have paid our debts. <laughs> and um, we'll catch up again very soon. I promise. Bye-bye.